did we just start? Yes, we did. Hi, Dad. Hi, Megan. We're not in the same room. Where are we? Well, I'm in Lake Forest, Illinois. Where are you? I'm in Reston, Virginia. Yeah. This is Dad's Got a New Girlfriend. So crazy. Crazy is crazy life we all lead. So what have you been up to today? Well, I started my morning off early watching The Bachelor from last night. Oh my God. Well, we're here to tell you that we could do a whole episode on The Bachelor because we, as a family, watched it last night. Who's we? Me, Paul, Sophie. So do you want to introduce our guests then? You know what? Let's do it. We are lucky and privileged to have extra special family guests today because that's all we can rustle up because we got a very very low budget we have mr paul gator hello twin of the podcast twin of the podcast twin of the podcast and cousin sophie hello cousin of the podcast cousin of the podcast and we even have a dog present hazel hazel say hi She's looking. Yeah, we are actually a very, very pet-friendly family. Paul and Sophie here, they have pets. What, what, what's your pet called? What are your pets, various pets called again? Um, we've got a, a, a cat called Sophie, and I can explain. It's a really, really long, boring story. <laughs> oh, we do long, boring stories. We do long, boring stories. Well, Sophie came to us from next door, and I had to basically cat whisper into the house by going... And it followed me all the way into the house. The, the problem is, it never been in a, it. Clearly, had never been in a house on its own before. Yes. It. And what what happened was, we got it into the house, put it into the sunroom, and there was one of the you know those wicker furniture. Yeah. We left it there, to, hopefully for it to calm down. And what we didn't realise is that it was that petrified that it got stuck in the sofa. Okay. Hence. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I, I did tell you that it's not a very good story. So I thought you were going to say we have we have a cat named Sofa and a mum named Flora. Ooh. Those are our two pets. Okay. <laughs> Don't you have guest pets? We have guest here? pets. Yes, yeah. my two cats, Finn yeah. and Buzzy. Yeah, and remember the the Chicago Gators. We had a a catchphrase, and our catchphrase was the Gators, where pets go to die, because <laughs> yeah. we actually. We actually lost so many pets, and not not through cruelty, although on one occasion. Thanks for noting that, Dad. Well, I had to say that because we will be like, I am going to write a letter to the editor explaining my disdain with the Gators' handling of pet situations. Well, good thing we're the editors, so. Uh, the the uh, Maggie Mouse story is that. Yeah, the Maggie that, Mouse is that story. Is the only story of animal cruelty, or is there, are there others? No, the the <laughs> finest example. That is of that an movie. accidental story. Yeah, there was. Um, we had a rabbit and we had a rabbit hutch outside oh. and I was drinking my coffee one morning and happened to look out the window and I went, hey kids. Oh, no, I did. I said, hey you don't kids. don't drink coffee. I you drink can. coffee. Well, let me finish. I said, hey kids, when was the rabbit last fed? And there was blank stares from around. I said, no, really, does, has anybody fed the rabbit? I don't know. I haven't. So I rushed outside and the rabbit was dead rigor mortis nobody had fed it for over a week oh, that is not the true story that is the true story no, it's not. well go well you t- you tell your version i of. specifically remember being uh-huh. very young yeah and oh. getting off the 
the school bus yes was just around the block and my mom saying like oh i have some sad news bobby bunny died and you guys told us because maybe you did know that that was really the case but you didn't want us to feel bad mom told me that she thinks she thought an animal scared it and it had a heart attack Um, Well, I don't remember it that way because I remember challenging you guys because it was your job to feed it. And I was like four years old. I don't think I was feeding that funny. Chief Inspector Gator here wanted to try and make it as horrible an experience for you youngins as he could make. Yeah, I think that's that's what truly happened. You starve your rabbit. Wait a minute. This rabbit death is a teachable moment. It's a teachable moment. It's going to be horrifying and cause scars for the rest of the rest of our lives, but they will learn something. However, Let it be told. I However, clearly didn't. Because you know what, Maggie? The problem is there were so many teachable pet moments because we had four snakes die, a white mouse, a hedgehog, various cats. Yeah, we had four snakes. Well, that was a different situation. The snakes would not eat, and they only lasted like a few days at a time. Ooh. Who had snakes? As Liam. Ugh. We couldn't, we just couldn't keep them alive. Okay. So all the equipment. Anyway, enough of We are like really going on a pet tangent that yeah. I want to hear more <laughs> about Paul and Phil Gator, hear more about your twinniness. And well, so feel well, free well, to join well, in with questions. This is Paul speaking now. This is Paul speaking. When we were young, we used to love looking for butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I have to explain. Paul used to love looking for butterflies. I used to look for birds. Okay, can you go a little deeper on that thought, Uncle Paul? Why? What about, what? tell us more. I think it was because we were so desperate to be in touch with nature in suburban Manchester. Urban (laughs) Manchester. Urban, suburban Manchester. That anything approaching a living being to us was perceived as being like looking at a rhinoceros it's like nature yeah it was like nature even and, dead animals weren't counted obviously spiders apart which i'm not a fan of these things used to cut float by our garden these and things. i became intrigued by them that's uh, reason number one reason number two which is probably more truthful is we were that bored <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much to do in burnage butterfly whisper the, the other thing that we used to do particularly in the summer was get excited at the prospect of mum receiving a catalogue. What? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of vaguely, yeah. What kind of catalogue? Yeah, catalog, little ones. It just had little stuff catalog. in it, like pans yeah. and clothes. And, and we used to sit on the sofa and I'd say, ooh, look at those pans. And Paul would say, those are nice pans. And then we'd turn the page and we'd say, now those are nice pans, and Paul would say, "Yes, those are nice pans." <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I remember that I the one thing bit, that the I way, did purchase, that. purchase, purchase from this catalogue was uh, there was a soccer player called George Best. Yeah, he had, a, he had a fashion fashion line. Mm. <laughs> I had to, you have to say it like that, fashion line, and he had these <laughs> sort of wacky nineteen sixties Beatlemania. George Best, he was um, best boy. So that's the type of thing that uh, I think both equate to Paul and Gator's Yeah, but what did you buy from the catalogue? A George Best shirt. Oh, can I can I lob in can I lob in something here? 
Paul was always more experimental with his clothing choice Bill and hairstyles. That's good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> not there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, not there's anything. And the, the, here's another thing. The great thing about being a twin is when your twin does something like gets his hair permed, just saying, you, you can look it. at him. Yeah, Paul yeah. did. Well, he also wore platform shoes and flared jeans and a gold yeah, lame shirt. I guess yeah. what? That's where I get my. Like, um, that's where you get your terrible taste yeah, but, from. But the thing, the thing is, this is so out of context because Sophie's saying he, or in, a, in an accusatory way, he also wore platform sh shoes and jeans. No. As if everybody Flare else shoes. in the world was wearing ordinary pants and flat shoes. And yeah, I was but you would have done it anyway. No, Even if no but, one else was no, wearing that. You but everybody, all, go all, to the beat of your own drum. all masculine male men of the period wore platform yeah. shoes and, and mm -hmm. flats. Mm -hmm. We did. I think that's cool. They were called yeah. loons. They were, they were called like loons. By really, really wide jeans. So, so I think so, everyone uh, wears those these days. Yeah. Also, can I just Not say everyone. something? Okay. And, and that is, yeah, so I, I did on, indeed on. buy these platform shoes and they were black suede with orange soles on them. Oh. And my mum and dad's best friends was Uncle Tom and his wife, Auntie, Auntie, jo Auntie, jo Auntie Joyce. Auntie Joyce, sorry. And they happened to own a shoe shop. I'd got these shoes and my mum was vaguely interested in them. <laughs> and they happened to come round to visit and they said, Paul, go and get those new shoes that you've got and show them to Uncle Tom and Auntie Joyce, you know, because they own a shoe shop. So got it. I went upstairs, put the shoes on, came down and walked in. And Auntie Joyce, who was one of these people who her brain didn't register with her mouth. Is that like looked, Flora? A bit like yeah, Flora. She looked at me in the shoes and she went, oh, that, that's strange that you've got these. She said, um, a man came into our shop only yesterday looking for women's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> True. So Maggie, what were you what were you looking to lob in? Well, first of all, thank you for that story. That is registered on the on the dial. It, it yes, it registered and it very much very much fit in with Polly in school for puff does. But I was <laughs> was just a tiny comment. It wasn't like a story or anything. It's just yep. I just wanted to jump in and make fun of Phil Gator. He's being very like me too, me too right now. I can tell he's like really excited to have his brother around. And I just, okay. well, the way okay. I'm looking at the computer screen is Paul Gator front and center. Yes. And my dad's head is just in the corner and he keeps popping in with little comments like, oh yeah, yeah, we did do that. We did do that. <laughs> and you just sound like such a little, I didn't yeah. So I, I've done my accent. The podcast knows, and I will continue to do it. I know you I will. think we should just have like a, a moment here where we make fun of little things about you. Okay, yeah. go so ahead. Is there anything you would like to point out about the Uncle Dads? Yes. Man. Oh, Uncle Dads is what we are both referred to, collectively referred collectively to. Collectively Uncle Dads. By, by either or any daughter slash son slash cousin. Yeah, like you can call your own dad Uncle Dad even. They're just the yeah, Uncle Dad. The, the Uncle Dad's plural. Well, yeah. I think that, uh, <laughs> oh, no. The, um, Do I need to sit down for the, this? The, the latest installment of Annoying Quirks of Ooh. my dad is, as he knows, his he is the most annoying cook in the world. Oh. Okay, I was going to bring this up because we know about Phil Gator's 
annoying. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, they sort of could go in tandem. Yeah, so let's I see it. It's the loudest cook ever. It's just like... <laughs> There's no grace to it at all. It's like when he's serving up a plate, he'll like put, he'll he'll take the spoon out and like, boom, bang it in the plate, and then it's and it splatters everywhere. Makes well, you know, can mess. I just say something? No, there's yes. no way to prepare wildebeest unless you do do that. That's, That's true. Just, that is it's a given. It's a give. Well, actually, it's a given. Well, you've also in that case forgotten the other thing. No, that I'm not, I was oh, going to say that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll remain quiet. The other thing is, he he has he has um two main dishes that he does. Um, one of them, one of them he hasn't made in a while, but when I was younger, he used to always basically make some kind of meat that was like pretty tasteless <laughs> and, and then serve it with some vegetables or something. And so I coined the phrase, Paul Gator's mildly spiced meat surprise. <laughs> it's Most of his cooking. Yeah. And he has, to be fair, raised his game he has challenged by me that has now developed into a different foible which is paul gator's salad dumps yeah. and so now his salad dumps are good though i, which like I was gonna say i do i do like a salad dump as well uncle paul yeah thank but you explain so what it is i salad dumps sometimes can be great with certain yes. things you have a nice piece of fish you put it on top of some arugula Mwah, beautiful the reason that I realized that dad was doing this with every meal is because he made this, it was like basic, a, like a soup almost. I don't know how you, how would you describe it. Was a a tavern. Oh no, it's like a stew. The, the, the just, no, no. Uh, correct term is casserole. No, no, no. It was a stew. It was a tavern that he made. And so he made this like basically tomato stew, really good, really good on it, on its own, delicious. He decided <laughs> to serve it by putting handfuls of arugula in the bottom good. of a bowl it's sounding good so far and then putting the stew on top of the arugula no nope. it just yeah that, it didn't work I, not, even i would not stretch that. not everything is a salad dump doesn't <laughs> need to be a salad dump but like a more common salad dump would be like it's like when you put one solid piece of meat over a salad right always, yeah. but it's always just a little bit of arugula there's yeah. no salad. And that's the other thing is that whenever he goes to a restaurant, he orders, he's like, I would like a side salad. No, don't need dressing. Just want it as it, as it comes, as it comes. Just no olive oil, no vinegar, no salt, no pepper. Just, just nothing, nothing. Just a little bit, just a lettuce on its own. So you can tell from this that when I go to a restaurant, I obviously always talk with a more vaguely Southern accent. Yes. So <laughs> order, Sophie knows that she's not doing an accent. Like, so like what? A mac and cheese and no, and then a side salad with nothing on it. It's so classic order lettuce. What's wrong, what's yeah. wrong with that? I'm thinking of my health. Yes. <laughs> it's because I'm having mac and cheese. Exactly. So <laughs> I know how your little pea brain works. It's like you get the mac and cheese and then you're like, right, if I get a, a salad, a side salad with no dressing on it, those negative <clears throat> calories will counteract the cheesiness of the mac and cheese and then it will be a healthy meal. Uh, there you go. And then, I can, then I can have 18 pints yeah. Yeah. 18 alongside pints. it. That is such a gator meal, though. I when we were all together a month ago, I think four of us really did order mac and cheese and a side salad. Yep. Yeah. I did. So, so Maggie, any other observations on having twins for dads and uncles? I think that because I'm around my dad more, and you obviously yep. get more annoyed with your immediate family. Yes. I find Uncle Paul 
to be more humorous at times. Ooh, that's them, them's fighting words. Sophie, care to comment? Mm, I think you're both pretty hilarious in your own ways. <laughs> yeah, unintentionally. unintentionally? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, unintentionally, but Uncle Paul is good at being very intentionally funny. Oh, okay. And yeah, I will, and I'd like to know. Oh, so that means I'm unintentionally funny, which is a harder. It's task. you try really hard to be funny, and it just sometimes. I guess that's funny in itself. It is. You're a try hard. He's <laughs> yeah. very trying. But we used to have um, a rating system of all the uncles from funniest to least funny. And Uncle Paul, I'm sorry, you were fourth. Yes. No. But now I think you've jumped up to maybe tied for first place for me with Uncle Dave. Yeah, really? Yeah, but Uncle Dave is definitely Uncle in Dave the Dave is least. Yeah, he's surreal in his own way. He's yeah. never intentionally funny, is he? Well, no. actually. He's, he's, his whole life is kind of like funny somehow. I don't know. And I think we've talked about Uncle Dave before yeah. on the podcast. We're going to do a whole episode. The Uncle, it's going to be the Uncle Dave episode. The Uncle Dave hour. Brilliant. So do you think you kiddlywinks have inherited the gator humour? I think we no. have. <laughs> no, I am that was a, an emphatic no from The least funny person that has ever been. I think we've taken your humour and just made it better. Ooh. Yeah. We've added a lot more poop and fun. <laughs> We've elevated it. Yeah, uh, okay. elevated it in humor and noise volume. Yeah, yeah. volume involved when we get together. Because actually, I'm just thinking now, as guests, you're our quietest guest because Lauren normally goes, when she comes on, and we have to kind of calm her down a bit, don't we? We're, as, we're, trying as we to be, know, we're trying to be sophisticated. Yes, the, the Washington Gators, are, we are known for our calmness and our rationality. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and also, we're also known for showing up on time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or even, sh no, we're actually known, I could take oh. it we're, we're, we're known for showing up. Yeah. You, you know what? You know what else they're known for, Maggie? What? They're also known for having very, very imaginative dictor moments, too. Imaginative dictor? Yeah. Moment. Well, imaginative sounds like you make them up because oh, yeah. really part okay, of, then. Well, part me... of the re raison d'etre for, um, you know, just talking for about our French know. audience. For our French. AKA Liam. AKA Liam. I think that, um, what was I going to say? Tell me what I was going to say again. I've also lost Dictor moments. They're, very, they're very, very real dictor moments. They're yeah. not imaginary in one bit. Yeah. Because the, because the clue is in the word moment. And that is in the spur of a moment with some interaction with a lesser being who has crossed our paths yes. and um, decided to make what will end up being their own life more, <laughs> more difficult. Yes. We had, actually, I just realized, we had a triple header in Lisbon. I don't know, that sounds really pretentious. <laughs> oh my God, we had a triple header in Lisbon. And it involved Megan, Sophie and myself. And I have to say that I was very impressed impressed with sophie's dickishness that evening it was it was fantastic so do you want so to are we about? i just i have to ask because i thought we were going to do a whole separate episode are we doing are we going down a dick tour moment right now we could do <clears throat> when are you doing episode of the dick tour? yeah we, we the, the dick but tour it's, it's, is is one of these things the is the, 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 no, gift this is, the gift that keeps on like, giving um daughter of dick tour moment yeah moment segment daughter dick Daughter, daughter of Dick, Dick, Dick Mode. 
moment. Moment. But I think Thank all you. of the dictor moments, whoever they are, I've not heard a single dictor moment that hasn't been justified. Yes, exactly. So that's the other part of the definition. Justification is Self the key. Justification. Yes. That's true. Exactly. Do, you, do you want to tell us the, the soccer game one or the Lisbon one? We can do Lisbon since more parties were present. <laughs> All parties. Um, so set the scene. Yeah, so Maggie and I had been in Lisbon for four or five days. And then Uncle Phil arrived and basically had an overnight layover there. So we were like, great, we can show you this city. It's so amazing. We've had the best food <laughs> of our lives. We were uh, like acting like we had been lived living there for six years. Yeah. So we'd really talked up the food and everything yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And so we decided to go for a walk in the evening neighborhood within Lisbon that had um, little cobblestone streets. Churches and yeah. restaurants. And so we walked to this one place and as we were walking to it, TBH, I was like, mm, this feels a little tourist trappy, but we'll go with it. So yeah, agreed. We, we all were thinking that. <laughs> so we sit down and it's so it's it was customary at some of the other restaurants that we've been to. Like when you sit down, you know, they take your, your drink order and then they bring out little snacks for you to have. And at other places we'd been, they'd been super cheap, like a euro or two each. And you know, there's like little olives and bread and things or like that. Or free. Or free, yeah. And they were delicious everywhere else we'd been. So anyway, so we get to this place and they bring out three or four things. And it was like, you know, rock hard pita bread. Oh, terrible. And this really greasy sausage that yeah. looks horrible. just disgusting. And then these dried fish cold balls. fish balls. Cod balls. Cod balls. Oh, and to be fair, were, they were a delicacy in Portugal. They were yeah. everywhere. But yeah, at this place, just, yeah, they were like cold and horrible. And so anyway, we were like, all right, this isn't, this is not a good place to eat probably. So we decide, okay, we'll just have, we'll have a glass of wine and we'll, and we'll go somewhere else. And so, and so we do that. So we have our glass of wine and then, and I mean, keep in mind the wine and everything in Lisbon is super cheap too. Yeah, so, it was, it was like, you know, it was like 10 euros for yeah. a bottle or something like that. So, so anyway, so they bring out, we said, we have the wine. We say, we'll take the check. They bring the check out and it was like 40 euro. And we were like, what the fuck? And they said, well, you know, you tried all these different foods and each little disgusting thing of food they brought out, they tried to charge us five euro for. Yeah, it was and terrible. I was, four. I think it was like eight euro. Was was it? It yeah, it was, it was really expensive for what it was. And yeah. we just chanced it. And I was how, just much is, how much is eight euros in real money? Real, About real US currency. Like seven eleven dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I was just incensed because I could I could tell that like they were really trying to rip us off. And you know, we had had so many like every other meal we'd had in Lisbon had been amazing and cheap and just wonderful. And these people were clearly trying to rip us off. So I said to them, This calmly, it started wrong. This oh, we food did start is, out calmly. is inedible, like we're not paying for it. And then the waiter was like, well, but you, you ate it. And we were like, no, we didn't. Look, there's, it's all right yeah, there. Yeah, we, we, we ate a quarter of it. Yeah. We tasted it. And so I was quite prepared to say, to like just pay for the wine and leave. <coughs> but this waiter insisted that we had to pay the whole bill. And it just kind of escalated, escalated, escalated. And then the manager ended up coming over at one point. And I think that's when you said to him, right? You try this. I said, you, you know what? 
if you don't believe us, you eat it. And he sort of shook his head and they said, no, no, really. You, if you think this is fresh, you are wrong. And he kind of had this look on his face like, oh God, yeah, I think you're right. Can I jump in though? Yep. I think that like the part of the story that is missing though is at this point, we're sitting outside on a patio. We are all yelling. Yeah. <laughs> And the waiters were yelling back at us. Yeah. Like we were causing a full-blown scene. And you know what, Maggie? The the table next to us, they were applauding. The, they the, absolutely <laughs> were not applauding. I'm joking, because for those we listeners. Horrified yeah, that were. we were trying to not pay for our food, essentially. But they were they were kind of looking sideways. They yeah. weren't looking that they were we could hear that they were all conversations stopped because they were listening hard. They were looking at their sausage, yeah. wondering, why are we eating this? Yeah. Yeah, no. We 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 brought the whole thing into being, but yeah, that was that was fine dictor moment, although justified. justified. And Sophie led the way and proved that she too can have a magnificent future in Victoria. She proved. And she also proved that she's got the genetic makeup to um, deliver on Victor moment. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> so any observations being the daughters of Twinage? Apart oh, that from was the a fact quick that, oh, sorry. Turnaround. I was going to say any, any observations apart from the fact that I'm more handsome, taller. Oh. And Phil. And wider. And wider. Why? I thought you said wiser. He's older, wiser. he's older and wider. You're both dicks. You're both, <laughs> you're both fat dicks. We wield the power <laughs> for <kidding>. force. <laughs> Observations on my my dick dads. Do you feel did you do you feel let me put it into words for you? Do you feel a sense of pride? when you're around your father? Sometimes, you yes, sometimes. Do you, do you, when you're in a crowd, do you feel like pointing to people and saying, that handsome, what a dick. That handsome <laughs> chap over there is my father? Depends what crowd, depends what's happening. Mm -hmm. mm. There you... are times where I don't feel so proud. Yeah, I know. There are times where I feel immensely proud. Yes, mm -hmm. I think it works both ways. I'm very no, you're always proud of us. I know. I know. What can I say? Even when we're blatantly wrong, you're yeah. like, no, 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 not true, not true. Maggie's right. <laughs> well, we get our pride from our our mother, who used to say anything that happened, she'd just go, very nice. <laughs> that hey, cover all hey, for hey, mom, I, I've uh, repainted the Sistine Chapel. Very nice. <laughs> hey, mum, I've got a terrible boil on my bum. Very nice. Hey, mum, I've discovered a cure for cancer. Very nice. Hey, mum, I went to the moon and I didn't like it, so I went on to Mars, came back and decided to go to a chip shop in Manchester and is dead. Very nice. <laughs> oh, your dad will be home soon, so, so tidy up. So tell us what you like, be, what you like about being twins. Nothing. Um, I, I do like the I do like the fact that you've got instant comparison in the sense that, as the pre-mentioned um, permed hair proved, you can look. You kind of got a way of looking at yourself in sort of a sort of a weird context. Weird context of seeing it's how like a, you imagine yourself. 
a real mirror. It is. That's it. You can look at yourself. I mean, when the only the only problem with looking in the looking in this particular mirror in a normal mirror, you look straight in the mirror and look straight on. But when when I look in this twin mirror, I have to look slightly down. Oh, this down. is because of, because of the height difference. This is the, no, sorry, actually, sorry, you've just brought because up. of because of the clear height height difference. This is how much? How much taller are you? Eighteen Four inches. inches. No, it's not. <laughs> no, this yeah, has no. been an ongoing battle all our lives because Paul is in fact half an inch taller than me. But that's grown. That has grown over the years. Yeah, in his mind, it's grown because of the platform shoes. Of the platform oh, shoes. Platform shoes. <laughs> and the permed hair. I must and add that added at least that's, six yeah. inches. Uh, at that particular time, I was probably foot and a half taller than him. Yeah. But wow. Miraculously, I've heard him range from five ten and a half to six foot. So I know that I've he never said he's very confused with his height. Yeah. He's not I'm confused height, with his I'm weight. I'm I've never noticed the height yeah. difference or heard about it. To be honest, so I like, neither have I really. It's just something that we have running jokes that we that we still find funny. Nobody else does. But well, nobody does. else finds funny, but but we find funny. And there's trigger words that you could say to one of us, and the other one would have exactly the same answer to it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We we actually do dial-ins, and you know, like call a friend and and who wants to be a millionaire, whatever it is. We have call a friend, call a brother to see what he would say under certain joke situations. We do that all. Interesting. Yeah. Only funny to us, but funny nevertheless. Yeah, so we have certain words and phrases that we find hilarious. And, and we, we actually parlayed that. Parlayed? We actually parlayed that into an art show. The, wow. the, the, hit, the hit art show, This Is My Side which was an experiment in what happens if identical twins create one piece of art, one piece of art, whether it be a painting or a three-dimensional piece, and one side is done by Paul, always that's the left that's side, me. that's Paul, and the other side is done by Phil, the right side, and we do our halves without the other person seeing it. We did the half and then covered it, and then the rest is kind of yeah. left for a reveal. So that was a lot of fun too. Wow, you guys are just the most interesting set I've ever met. Yes, well, is is that discussion about the art more interested in than butterflies? I like the butterflies better. Anything else you wanna? You've been to Portugal, ooh. You, and I've been to Portugal, and I've actually been to Portugal because I left the airport apparently. So I know I've been to Portugal. You've actually been to Portugal, yeah. I have been to Portugal. Yeah, you got into nearly got into a fight in Portugal. So talk, about, talk just just to talk about your podcast. Have you seen the comment that came in from Kurdistan or whatever it is? No. Somebody's uh, I don't know where it is on your site, but somebody has reviewed it. Yeah. Reviewed the site, and the last the last thing that they they clearly have listened to it because they say they've this they feel like they know you. And the last sentence in their review said, Phil has been to Iceland. Wait. I think that might have been Paul Blahonka that wrote that, but there you go. We did have one one review, and it was a guy joined the conversation from Italy. Remember that one, Maggie? No. And he said, listening to your podcast, I like it. And then about a couple of beats later, he went, I'm out. I just heard you talking about farting on dates. Boom, boom. Who was that? I don't know. It was somebody that so, uh, Liam sent out a, 
a copy with laugh. <laughs> that, with that's, laugh. Liam, that's Liam's friend, Christina, a woman oh, that right. he knows from study oh, abroad. I thought, I thought it was somebody offended. It was oh. somebody listening to it from the Vatican. Wow. Yeah, probably, yes. I think the Pope's been listening to it. Our, the one French listener and the one Italian listener yeah. teaming up. Exactly. Well, you can other tell than us that, about how you met your permanent girlfriend. Oh yeah, you could tell us a little yeah. bit about that. That might be. No, Sorry. but I can tell you how I met Flora. Girlfriend slash pet. Was she like? Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and you're like, what's that? Oh, did Sophie just say girlfriend slash pet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you about the very first time our eyes met across a semi-crowded room. Why is that funny? That's really funny. I don't know. <laughs> Go, go for it. So we, we worked at this advertising agency and as was the, the rage at the time, the creative departments were happening, dudes, everything's cool and modern. And they had this- Except um, Paul and Flora. Except for Paul and Flora. And on the floor outside the offices, they used, they used to have a pool table. Everybody would be working in their offices and then they'd come out and hang around outside their offices and watch whoever was playing pool. And on the day, it must have been Flora's, I, I was already at the agency, I think I'd been at the agency about six months. And then on Flora's first day at the office, um, people who don't know Flora know that she is very outward going. I'm not frightened of interaction. Jumping, interaction and jumping straight into the, into the conversation. I came out of my office for a bit of a break and there was these two guys playing pool and across the other side of the pool table from them, this vision appeared. <laughs> and next to the vision... <laughs> ...was Flora. <laughs> and, and Flora was there and she... I looked over because she came out and she just went, Hi, hey guys! How long... This is my impression of Flora, by the way. Yeah, it's... How long have you been here? And it just so happens that one of the people who uh, was playing was this famous ad guy called Malcolm Gluck, Gluck, who had the reputation. He was a good, he was a good writer, but he also had the reputation of being a dick. In fact, I would imagine that he must have his very own series of dick tours. Oh, I bet he does. He was a pro. And he, in an attempt to kind of put Flora down, looked up at her with this grimace and said, "Oh." Sorry. The dog, Hazel, is making her, her presence known on the podcast. Okay. He doesn't okay. like Malcolm Gluck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me talk to Hazel. Hazel, I think you'll I think you'll like the ending. So So Malcolm Gluck. Malcolm Gluck, who was who had this this really terrible reputation for being snarky. And he looked up at Flora and said, What do you mean? How <laughs> about how long I've been here? How long have I been at the pool table? How long have I been at this agency? How long have I been a copywriter? How long have I been in existence? And the guy she was playing pool with turned to him and said, no, Malcolm, she wants to know, how long have you been a cunt? <laughs> so then we got talking and the rest, as they say, is history. Oh my God. So that was our first, our first meeting. <laughs> And I think and it, then I love, think it, I think it loved set, blossomed for I think the young I think it set the tone, the tone of our relationship. Hi <laughs> guys, how long have you been here? Exactly. And now all this empire that you've built here in Western Virginia, wonderful kids like Sophie and Andrew, pets are plenty. 
it's all come full from circle that, from that chance fleeting glimpsing meeting eyes meeting, meeting across across the room my solid left eye and my slightly squinty right eye <laughs> came together and then went away and met again together across the room with flora's gimpy <laughs> eyes gimpy eyes every time i talk to flora on the phone it starts like this hi maggie <laughs> hi maggie that's, it. that's really good actually that Usually, like good. three times like hi maggie hi maggie i love you maggie <laughs> Hi, I love you, Maggie. But you do, you do know that's not a real voice because she gets off the phone and she goes, Hey, Paul, <laughs> put that rubbish out and I'll put those shelves up. Put the kettle on. Oh, too I'm Miley Cyrus and I need me fucking nappy changing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is wow. a whole other story. Well, that's another thing. That we have a whole, we can get to a whole Flora episode too at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 Maggie, I'm just going to kind of i think we need to wrap up now we've been talking for 14 hours so yeah it feels like to, it huh? i don't feel like i've spoken about anything is this how, know, it, this this how, is it, works? how it goes yeah <laughs> this has been like i think this is why for another gator episode we need yeah. more specific topics i.e phil gator senior bachelor yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that this, this well, if I was to describe this podcast and when we listen to it i've got a feeling it's going to come out a little bit like a salad dump I agree, which could be good or bad. Yeah, yeah, that's... On that note, and with great sadness, we bring the show to a close. Any other final thoughts, Megan? I think that Uncle Paul's story of meeting Auntie Flora was a great today's date to close on. I think so, too. So with that... How do we reach thank you? How do we reach you first? I'm saying... Thank you, Dad. God, for fuck's sake, give me a break. You can reach us by email. You can reach me at megangator at gmail.com and you can send me Venmo money at megan-gator. I think that's all we need to know. What about your email, Dad? Oh, yeah. philgbrandstorm at gmail.com. Goodbye. Wow, that was abrupt. Mm -hmm.